Hi, this is Randy Wimmer, and welcome back to the Entrepreneur Sound Off podcast. Today's topic is uh, creating an infrastructure plan. Now, why is that important? Well, <laughs> this is why. Uh, you're going to feel exactly like that dog chasing a car, and you're going to have a mouthful of chrome um, bumper, and you're going to wonder, what the hell am I going to do with this now? And um, you don't want to be asking that question when you're given, uh, you've been awarded that breakthrough prime contract or that significant subcontract that's going to propel you to the next level and hopefully on to uh, financial independence. I see a lot of small businesses, and I'm not joking when I say this, who have won themselves out of business. They do all this work to either win a contract or be a member of a successful bid team. And when they're given their payoff, they can't take it. And now that's bad when, you, when you're not rewarded for all the work that you had done and all the success that you have done winning it, it's even worse. If you can't perform on a contract, you know, then they take the contract from you and basically you're blacklisted. Your company's out of business. Now, it's not technically out of business, but, you know, you need to be launching another LLC because you will never win another another contract when you've got a list because they frequently ask that. Have you ever defaulted on a contract in the last X years or something? So you don't want to do that. So this course or this lesson could just as easily be, be called how not to win yourself out of business because... Um, Corporate infrastructure is that one thing that's going to help prop you up to help you deliver. Now, um, if you see, if we take a look at the big picture, you know, what we've already done is we've already defined our vertical and horizontal markets. And, you know, people always say, well, okay, Randy, let's, let's start building account plans and perform capture so we can start writing proposals, um, either, as a subcontractor, you know, teaming partner, or as a prime contractor, so we can start making some money, start winning some contracts, and then, you know, we should be talking about infrastructure because that's when we'll need it. Well, that is true. You will need it at that point. However, I like to talk about infrastructure before um, we start talking about how you know, to start winning things. And that way you have a foundation. You actually know that you can deliver on whatever it is that you pursue and chase. Again, before, <laughs> I, I, w- I want to be able to make sure that uh, that you can actually cook the fish be- be- before you start throwing in your fishing line. So, because that's really, really important. Because if you start eating, you know, bad fish, you're going to get sick. That is a bad analogy, but you kind of get the point. You know, this can put your company out of business for good if you can't deliver. And infrastructure is what you need in order to deliver. Uh, I want to tell you a quick story. And this is when I realized how important infrastructure was the very first time. The very first time, um, I I was working for this guy um, at, at L3. And, um, he was, he was previously a serial entrepreneur. And, you know, I was just smitten with the guy. I thought like, wow, he's pretty brilliant. And, and he was. And he, he kept on going back and forth between being a successful entrepreneur and being a very senior executive in big business because he said he'd get bored of one and then want to do the other one. 
Uh, so that's how successful this guy was. And we were talking about entrepreneurship and I told him, you know, that, that I had a small business, you know, federal government contracting small business that I had launched and I'm trying to grow it. And, and you know, he, he was pretty blunt with me about a lot of things. But one of the things he, he said is, is Randy, if I wanted to give you a contract right this very second, could you do it? And, you know, here I am. I'm, I, I, I kept on, you know, um, I do, I go do my day job and then I'd go home and then, you know, I'd spend time with my family, put the kids to bed. And then I was working on my company on how to get work. And then I realized like saying like, what if, you know, what if the contract fairy came to my house and said, here's the work, you know, here's a contract. It's yours. Do you want it? You know, but if you take it, you got to do it. The deal is, is, uh, could I do the work? Absolutely not. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have the infrastructure to do it. So, uh, this is a non-trivial question. It, it is, can you actually, do you know how to do the work? Well, the knowledge piece you're knocking out right now, so good on you. But do you have the infrastructure to help you? And that's what we're going to be working um, on in this lesson. So, let's get started. Can you do the work? Can you hire employees? Um uh, do you know what an I-9 form is? Do you know where to get one? Do you know how to um, submit them? Do you know how to do payroll deductions uh, to include benefit selections? Can you provide your employee benefits packages? I'm talking about medical insurance, uh, dental plan, vision, life insurance. Oh, this is crazy. Can you actually offer them a retirement plan in the form of a 401k? Uh, do you do things like safe harbor and, and such? Um, next thing is, is can you manage your employees? Uh, do you have an employee handbook in place? Do you have policies? You know, what the, I didn't even know what family medical leave act was, uh, equal opportunity reporting. Yep. You got to do that. And here's, this is sounds simple too. Can you actually pay your employees? Can you conduct payroll? Uh, can you deduct payroll taxes? Uh, can you pay social security, food, a suda and all those weird things? Um, can you do payroll withholdings, W-4s, benefit withholdings, all those different things? Can you get paid? Can you cover your payroll costs until you actually get paid? Can you track and collect your subcontract expenses? Um, can you invoice? You know, all these different things. There's, there's just tons of different layers. And I'm just talking about the absolute 100% barest minimums. And that is, is, you know, hiring people, hiring and paying people, um, that this is just one aspect of it. There's a lot more other aspects when it comes to infrastructure. I know this sounds daunting. Um, and it, it's daunting because one, you don't know how to, you know, perhaps you don't know how to do some of this stuff yet. Don't worry about that. We're going to learn. Um, or I will explain to you strategies to avoid having to know it. And, and outsourcing it, which is the best strategy. Uh, the, the, the second thing is, is it looks extraordinarily daunting because it looks very expensive. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that now. Um, infrastructure costs are very expensive until you start making money. And then once you start making money, it's just like, you know, it's pennies on the dollar, you know, but right now, before you really start making money, oh my gosh, they can be crushing. That's why I have 
my first golden rule of infrastructure. Never pay for infrastructure until you absolutely need it. Um, there's a lot of folks that say, hey, I got to get ready. I got to get ready. I got to be prepared. And what they'll do is they'll start buying things and they'll continue to pay for it over and over and over and over and over until they need it. And then they realize like, oh my gosh, I paid for something, you know, um, 18 months before I really needed it or six months or nine months or whatever. Um, don't pay for it until you need it. The other thing about that is, is don't pay for it until you can fully leverage its utility. Because some of this infrastructure, maybe it's not a requirement, maybe it's an enabler. So don't start pursuing enablers and things like that until you can take full use of them. Because otherwise, it's just it's just opportunity cost. You could have been spending that money on something else where you could have gotten full utility from it. So never pay for infrastructure until you absolutely 100% need it. The next golden rule that I have is, is never let infrastructure become a risk. Now, uh, that seems like a contradiction. It really does. Um, but if you think about it, infrastructure requirements are no needs. Why in the world should that ever be, be, be an issue? You know what you need. You got to pay people. You got to do this. You got to have banking. You got to have cash flow. You got to, you know, you know, what's all this stuff is coming. So, it should never really truly be a risk because you know you can think through this of what you're going to need in order to be able to, to accomplish something. If you haven't thought through it, mm, you know, that's what you need to do. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You need to think through all of this stuff uh, to ensure that infrastructure doesn't become a risk. Now, again, these two rules seem to be at odds with each other and they 100% are unless you have an infrastructure plan. And what do I mean by an infrastructure plan? You have to have a documented strategy where that you can execute very, very quickly in order to ramp up um, this infrastructure. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm going to give you, <laughs> I am going to give you a real life story. This is uh, my very first prime contract award. This was the game changer for me. And uh, this was the one um, that, that really set me on a path that, that changed my financial future. So uh, I am, I had written this for me. It was a very large prime contract. Again, it was, I was just a one person company. Um, I had a single past performance and that was me. Um, as an employee of my company, supporting a subcontract, you know, being on a subcontract uh, for another company. And I finally decided to go out and start bidding on prime contracts. And, you know, I'd got my nose bloodied on a few losses. Um, but I, and I just finished this other one so that was going towards the, the Defense Logistics Agency Office of Operations Research and Resource Analysis. Uh, the acronym is, for that is DORA. So, I had spent about two months of my life bleeding through the eyes, writing this really complex proposal, doing my absolute best effort. My back's up against the wall. I had no revenue coming in. Um, I didn't want to give up on my dream of, of being an entrepreneur and a small business owner, but I knew I, you know, I, I wanted to win. I, at some point I, I, I got to win. And 
I um, I submit the proposal, and they, they usually take about a month, maybe a month and a half, depending on the organization, to, to come back with with a decision. And I'm sitting there in my uh, in my car, and I'm at the uh, at the lacrosse field um, where my son has lacrosse practice. Somehow or another, I got suckered into becoming the lacrosse coach. I was supposed to be a ball chasing, you know, dad to help out the coach. I never played lacrosse a single day in my life. And um, uh, so I volunteered to be his assistant, you know, ball chaser to go chase the balls around, you know, when, 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 the, when the kids miss it. And then all of a sudden he takes a job in Texas and we live up in Northern Virginia. So next, you know, next thing I know, yours truly is, you know, the coach of, of this, of this you know, 12 year old uh, lacrosse team. And it's like, oh my gosh, talking about terrified. So here I am, I'm sitting in the parking lot, <laughs> working up my nerve to go out there. And I, like, like I said, I am like, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. What the hell am I going to do? And, you know, I'm like watching YouTube videos before I'm going out there and trying to coach these kids. I, I you know, do no harm. Well, I, I was desperately trying to do no harm, you know, with these kids in lacrosse. So I'm sitting in my car and my Palm Pilot bings. Now, I just dated myself. For those of you who know what a Palm Pilot is, man, I, I miss it. It was it was a really good device for, for, for the time. I liked it a lot better than the BlackBerry. So it binged. I looked at it and it was from the contracting officer at the, you know, the defense logistics agency. So I knew that as soon as I opened that up, I, I'm going to realize, uh, that I had just wasted two months of my life and that this is going to be another loss or I just um, won a prime contract that was going to make me a multimillionaire. So. You know, I'm not not too proud to to, to say this. Um, my hands were shaking. It's like, oh my gosh! So I'm like shaking as I'm opening up this this email, and I opened it up, and the very first word that I saw was a capital congratulations. And this is what I call the ah shit squared moment. It's like ah shit, I won, and I was so excited. And then it was like within milliseconds, you know, it's like ah shit, I won. And at that point, I immediately started thinking about my infrastructure plan. Did I really do enough on my infrastructure plan to be able to pull this off? Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, that was like a Friday. They usually let you know on a Friday. But they also usually tell you that they'd like to have a kickoff meeting the following Wednesday. So that gives you the week, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, the weekend, Monday and Tuesday, um, in order to, you know, to, to, to get a rolling start on this thing. So, um, I had about, you know, four days from when I found out, um, that I had won this thing prior to going to the kickoff meeting and, and getting this thing going. Now, the kickoff meeting doesn't necessarily mean that's when the contract starts. You know, they'll say, you know, you know, the contract start date will be the first of the month or, you know, they'll usually give you another week, you know, that kind of deal. So, um, you, you may have a week, week and a half to prepare. And then you typically have a transition period that's 30 days long, depending on the size of the contract. And that's usually where there's an overlap, an overlap between the last contractor, the one that you, the one that you just beat <laughs> and, and you. And that's where you're supposed to be at the end of that 30 days, fully stashed, fully knowledgeable and just carrying on like you'd been there forever. So, um, what all do you have to do in that period of time? We're talking about just, you know, matter of a handful of days, 10 days, let's say. 
Well, you know, you, you've got to figure out payroll. You got to figure out benefits administration. You, you got to figure out how you're going to do invoicing, how you're going to be doing accounting, um, because the one, you, know, you, you need to have that kind of stuff. Um, you'll, you know, HR policies, um, high, you know, benefits, you know, for your, for your employees, um, insurance for, for your company, uh, your corporate office. Now, now all of a sudden, you, maybe you need space. Maybe you need to hire, you know, people for overhead to help you manage it. Uh, do you, do you have a facility? Do you have a, do you have, do you have a seat to put them in? Um, and so there's all kinds of different things. And if, if you're not thinking about it, um, way in advance, and if you, if you haven't already done the research, if you already haven't contacted these people and kind of like negotiated a deal or a plan and got confirmation that they can turn these things on within a matter of hours, you know, days, if not hours, then you're going to be hurting. And perhaps one of the biggest things that you have to have lined up is, is that the government pays you in arrears. So you're going to have to start paying your employees, um, you know, every two weeks. And you're going to have, you're going to have two payrolls. Let's say it starts at the first of the month. You're going to be paying, uh, you're paying your employees on the 15th per se, uh, let's say, and then maybe at the end of the month or at the beginning of the first, you know, the next month. And, it's not until the end of the month that you close your books, submit your monthly deliverables that have to be approved um, in order for you to be able to sit your in, uh, submit your invoices. And then once they approve your invoices and your deliverables, then they submit it for payment, and it's usually net 30. Well, for a lot of organizations, net 30 payment means exactly 30. So you know, you're going to be carrying minimal two and a half months of, of payroll costs. And... You know, nothing ever really goes smooth those first few times that you're submitting these these invoices and monthly deliverables. So two and a half months very easily turns into four and a half months. And, you know, depending on the size of the contract, you know, four and a half months paying maybe 25 people. Oh, my gosh. You know, now we're talking about some real money here. And so those are type. That's the type of infrastructure I'm talking about. You got to have a plan to, to eat whatever you kill. Um, because if you don't, you, you know, you're the, the, it's not that it was just wasted effort and, oh, well, I, you know, I did all that work and I don't get the benefit from it. And I don't, you know, I don't get the rewards of all that hard work. It's the exact opposite. You get punished. You know, you get, you, you will, you know, you will be out of business basically, you know, effectively in the federal government because, you know, they will take that contract from you and you'll never win another one. So that is why an infrastructure plan is so important. And that's why I stress infrastructure planning versus uh, making that investment in infrastructure. If you had all the money in the world and you didn't care about it, sure, go ahead and buy the infrastructure and have it and have it up and running on day zero. You know, however, um, you don't <laughs> you don't have a long runway, um, you know, without money coming in there. If you're spending like crazy on infrastructure that you don't need yet, but when you need it, you need it now. And and I really can't stress that enough. When you need infrastructure, you need to have that fully up and running literally, literally within a handful of days. And we're talking about a lot of moving parts there. So you got to have a rock solid plan. So I will talk about um, each one of these infrastructure areas, um, starting with the next topic. See you then.